Yes, you're very welcome back to another podcast delivered to you by WeddingSuppliers.ie. And on today's podcast, we speak to Anne. Anne is the wedding coordinator of the beautiful Darver Castle in County Loud. And could I say Darver? Darver Castle. Can I start off that with my loud accent? That's a very good, Carol. Thank you. Good morning. Thank you for asking me for on your podcast. No, it's delighted to have you. I've been following you guys on Instagram and you've, you're doing a great Likewise. job. You're doing all the webinars and education, education is the most important yes. thing now for couples, right? Because they're all lost and running around, bumping into each other, not knowing yes. what, what way to go. Um, but look, before we talk about the impact of COVID-19 and stuff on, on the venue, let's backtrack. Uh, can you tell us a little bit of the history behind Darver Castle? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Okay. So Darver was founded in 1432 is when the castle was actually built. So it's, it's very old. It's a wee bit older than myself. <laughs> and um, there was several kind of families through, you know, right up to when Aidan bought it. So Aidan would have bought it, oh, I think maybe 22, 23 years ago. Well, actually, without the intention of doing weddings, Kaha, believe it or not, he had bought it as, you know, as, a, as sort of a home. And then somebody local actually approached him to say, you know, could we have our wedding here? And Aidan was like, well, I can't see why not. But, you know, they had to get their food and their tables and their this, that and the other. So that's where how it all started, Cahill, and it went from there. So, as I say, it's strange when it wasn't intended for yeah. weddings and now it's like really, very, well, very busy venue. Even on that story, it's kind of nice because the intentions weren't there to be a wedding venue. But visually, as yeah. you drive into Darver Castle... I mean, you know, it's 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 a beautiful, beautiful building, and for that mm-hmm. just to happen by by default for Aiden. So exactly. when Aiden bought it twenty two years ago, looking at a family home, done a couple of weddings. Obviously, then it just snowballed into a wedding venue. Yeah. Is that accurate? Yeah, like you know, the next time you're up with us, um, I'll show you a before and after picture of when when Aiden bought it today. I mean, it is astounding the work he's put into it. But he's tried to keep it as you know all the original features as far as possible. He hadn't like modernise it I mean to me a castle is a castle these big new stuck on parts of it you know they don't blend so he's really tried to keep it as you know castle feel as possible which is what people love I mean they're picking a castle to get married in a castle not a you know a sort of a mix of a castle and a hotel as such so it's great yeah I know yeah. he's Aiden's great for pumping it all back and he's, he's constantly doing something castle every day I go in and I'm like that's me that's me so He's constantly innovating. And the ballroom, to give people a visual on the ballroom, so you have your kind of castle part to the left, and then the ballroom. Was that ballroom there when he bought it, or did he build on? Because it's very, inside that ballroom, it kind of has that castle, real castle feel, actually. The swords are are on the wall, if I I remember them rightly. Um, So did he build on then? Is that, he built that ballroom? No, that was actually, am I right in saying, that was actually like um, a big stable area. Right. So they were like the original stables in the castle. So obviously he would have, like, I think that had no roof when he came. So he would have actually, had, you know, he would have had to do a lot of work. But yeah, it was actually the stables. And yeah. um, so that's what I'm saying. It's steeped it's in history. It's actually very interesting to read up about it when you work there because, you know, it's, it's, so historic. And we did a little kind of show around a couple of months back, just before COVID-19 broke, actually. If anyone wants to go onto our Instagram page, they can see it. Um, and we just mm-hmm. kind of like just went around with the iPhone. And what I really yeah. loved about it was your little ceremony room as well. And then you had, you might put a proper name on it, is where the bride goes to get ready. That was an amazing, like they, they get their own kitchen and the mirrors. And yeah. Yeah. I mean, There's can you talk about that? Parlor. 
Yeah, what? we call that the bridal parlour. It's a lovely new edition castle. So yeah. that's where the brides and the bridesmaids and the mommies and the makeup artists and everything can come that morning. We deliver Delane bubbly and breakfast and they have um, all the facilities there, shower with makeup stations and things. And then the ceremony room is actually literally just next door to that. That's after being totally renovated as well. It is magical ceremony room. Martina Crilly did work in it. I'm not sure if you've ever dealt with Martina. Um, it's just amazing. I have to say, like, you walk in and it's, it's just so pretty. So there are two lovely additions down in the courtyard along with all the new rooms as well. So I got married in Cahill 10 years ago in Darper and um, I mean, it's the differences since when I got married yeah. is unreal yeah there's always something does it get like that's what you're saying hey, it's kind of chiseling away and new ideas and in fairness yeah. look let's be honest we've seen a statistic there recently about you know okay the church weddings are still very popular and I think probably popular because you know you like the apart from the religious aspect of things like the church is a lovely atmosphere you know the, the architecture is always nice for photographs but what some venues have done is to try to replicate that and what Darver Castle have done they've got very close to that kind of almost but it's a little, I suppose a little bit smaller obviously but you've captured mm-hmm. that so it's not like a conference room in a hotel this is it you know? okay, like some of the rooms are quite clinical I think maybe um, whereas this isn't like we actually have church style windows in it as well it's you know it's it's not somewhere where you want to have to go in where it's a complete blank canvas and you have to decorate it as well like you walk in everything is done for you yeah. and like that it's just there's something special about it it's not a big empty room with chairs in it it's you know, exactly. it's, it's, it's yeah. And look, one thing about Darver Castle then, we'll talk about the capacity of what, how many numbers you can hold, but I suppose from me being a supplier in a band, when I do arrive to Darver Castle, um, one thing we always know, we get to Darver Castle a half an hour earlier, so our call time is half eight, right? But we get there for eight, yeah. because nine times out of ten, pretty much the tables are being taken down when we arrive, and it's excellent to see that. So we know the staff and the structure really have everything in place there because you know as well as I do oh, it's one of the most important things Cahill I mean it's like everything you have to work to a time the last thing we would ever want to do is rush a couple so that's why we encourage a three o'clock arrival time enjoy your drinks reception have everything running smooth like yourself you're great I mean for getting set up as well I have to say like you're in and you get your business done and just to say to you there's a lovely new fancy area for the band to come in and get ready in now as well oh great we can, so you'll see that <laughs> we yeah, get that a makeup on that's great the afters food is very we, we, you know you nearly go to Carver Castle and do a wedding for free for the <laughs> afters food you know and the tea but <laughs> yeah. uh, the, the bar area then as well what I noticed it's something I wouldn't have seen um, going there, but you, you've built a kind of bar, like it's a, like it's like a pub, uh, and it's not where you have the pre drinks. Yeah. That's a really cool area. Yeah, so you come in the front door of the castle. That's what I'm saying. Go back to timings. Like we like a bride and groom to enjoy their drinks reception. To me, it's nearly the nice part of the whole day. Castle to get the photographs taken and be in the middle of that drinks reception, not to be tuning and throwing and trying to gather family photographs. Get all that done. So we would have had what's known as Duffy's Bar which was a bar and then it was kind of just off a conservatory. What we felt it was kind of just too separate from each other. So what we've done is, we've done that in January actually, we were closed for a couple of weeks. It was a tight tip and I was ready to get it all done. But we, we opened the whole thing up. So it was just one big room under lovely glass, loads of big comfy couches. Yeah. The music and arrivals in there is great. But then on the flip side of that, 
some older people, like even go back to my own wedding, they're not into the whole bar scene when they get there. They like the wee cup of tea. So we have then the kitchen in the castle, which is big tables and chairs and they get their afternoon tea in there. And you'll find a lot of the older people will, will sort of congregate in there. So there's something for everybody. Like I would personally feel looking after the older people at a wedding is paramount because yeah. younger people will always just blend in. They love that conservatory and, the, you know, the pints are flowing and a bit of music. But it's not to, not to the old people's taste, not to every old person anyway. So they have that kitchen where they can sit and enjoy the chat before going into the meal. So then we have the sitting room as well. What we do is we take the bridal party in there. As soon as they arrive up to the castle, get them fed and watered in their castle. You know yourself, sometimes they can arrive and adrenaline is flying and they don't eat it. And so we like to get them, have something for them in the sitting room. We close it off, get the wee family photographs done and that's when we come back to time. And they're done then with all them formalities. They want to be in the middle of that drink reception mingling and not being called, can you come here, can you come there, do this photo, do that photo. Yeah, get it yeah. all done. Yeah, I I, th- I think I think really, you know, with the timeline of days, there has to be one kind of chief to orchestrate it in in, in, yeah, a, in, a, in a way. And it's always the case, you know, oh, well, we didn't get them seated till half six or seven. Well, why didn't you? You know, like, let, let's mm-hmm. let's get the structure right here. Because the bride and groom, you know, you, you if you got married 10 years ago, I got married 12, God, I, I can't have. 13 whatever I can't remember <laughs> but uh, yeah. the thing about it yeah the thing about it is you, lo- you lose track you've you've no sense of timekeeping as a couple yeah. on the day and before you know what no. you're looking at your clock god it's half 10 oh, why what speeches oh god so no you need someone in in place making sure everything runs online and, and it's look it has to be that way doesn't it because you know oh, it's, hopefully it's something we feel so strong about it because again if you let the drinks reception run over then in turn, the meal is late. At, yeah. at no stage do you want the bride and groom to feel rushed or against the clock. So if we say we're calling for the meal at half five, we call a half five, give mm. or take five minutes. That'd be it. We get them in, we get everything running smoothly. And we have been complimented so many times for how the day does go so smoothly. Yeah. I mean, you hear horror stories, people listening to speeches at 11 o'clock at night. Mm. How that happens is beyond me. I mean, you should be well into the way of your band. You should be on that dance floor or not listening to speeches at 11 o'clock at night. Like no, it, it is. It's, it's a very strong message for us to get across to our listeners about that. You know, realistically, five, half five, six o'clock late is when that bell should be ringing, you know. Um, yeah. So look, can I ask you then about capacity? What, like yeah. weddings, catering for weddings, where do you start and where do you end in, in numbers? Um, we have a few different packages. Um, we can seat right up to 280 guests and then we have packages there for 80 guests that people fancy a smaller wedding midweek. Um, the room itself is great. It, it lends itself to any numbers because if the numbers are quite big, we can put the top table on the stage or create a bit of extra space on the floor. If it's a smaller number, we'll put the top table on the floor using up a chunk of that floor. It, the room will never look empty mm. it, with, with 80 guests. It, it's a great room. And you don't have to go into the corners and stuff. So it does lend itself to those numbers. Um, accommodation is, is big for us as well. We've, we've you know, pumped a lot of money into new rooms in Darver over the last couple of years. So we've built it up now. We've 56 bedrooms. Um, When I got married, it was 23. So like, you know, every every couple of years, we try and reduce more rooms. So we can sleep about 120 people on site, which is, you know, which is great because people like to stay on site. Kathleen, you probably agree with that. I mean, having to get buses to somewhere else, it's not everyone's cup of tea at three o'clock in the morning. Oh, no. So 56 bedrooms, yeah, it's quite ample. 
Stumbling stumbling into a bed that's on a shorter route than having to get onto a bus sounds more appealing to me. Oh, I agree more. I think if I'm on the bus, just take me home. Yeah, but you probably, Um, would you see people like obviously touching off, like you probably have a network of local B&Bs and stuff like that that you kind of issue it. Yeah, yeah. So you're well covered either way. Um, If we don't have enough of the 50 texts, we have arrangements then for overspill, yeah. Great, great. And then, um, God, the next question's after slipping my mind, Anne. I don't know why that's after happening. What was I going to talk to you about? <laughs> I'm doing too much talk. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, yeah, I know. Because you just, we were, we, were rolling, we were rolling there really well. We were, but listen, we don't do edits in this podcast, so we're just going to keep trucking on it, you know? Yes, do you know, exactly. do you know what it was? And how could I even nearly forget about this? I wanted to talk to you about the food because it's the food, it's the dress, it's the band, it's the photographer, and then everything else around that is like, you know, we we'll get these things right first, right? So the exactly. food, the food in Darver Castle, like talk it up, right? Because it's great, right? So yeah. tell us a little bit. I don't know how you're going to talk about food, but what choices do you give? You know, getting the food right, as you know, is paramount mm-hmm. to any wedding, right? So can you talk a little bit about your chefs and your food yeah. and and your approach to that? Yeah, yeah. Well, definitely agree with you. First, first of all, food and entertainment are the two things that we stress get them right and then after that everything will fall into place so the food like really happen from the minute you arrive to the offer you're being well fed so you're being you're eating, majority, you're eating. <laughs> yeah exactly with the majority of our packages on arrival in that kitchen you've got your scones your shortbread canopies like people are always starving them when they get to a wedding so you want to prevent them from getting hangry so we feed them well on arrival and um, the banquet meal itself then as well like we have two main chefs that are really there from day one, Cattle, which is so important as well. They're not chefs splitting in the night and, and you know, the food is consistently good. They have it to a tea. Um, we've so many different options. Like you have your, you know, your more safer options, like your Valabans, and then you have some lovely little fancy options. It's, it's the bride and grooms are foodie and they're into the food. Um, so there's a really vast selection there of, Right, yeah. starters to desserts. Everything is is made in house as well as right into the desserts. There's you know everything. There's nothing but. Wow. Um, yeah, so there's plenty of it too. Put it like that, you know. There's there's plenty. You mentioned you mentioned the scones. So uh, <laughs> for anyone that's been following Darver on on your on your journey through the impact of COVID nineteen, I keep on seeing scones popping up and hundreds of scones, and I, I like a scone Thousands myself. Of scones, a big lump of butter. <laughs> so <laughs> let's talk a little bit about what you guys yeah. play, how you played your part uh, with your scones. Just tell a little bit. Tell us a little bit about that story. Well, well, look, it, you know, it might seem small to some people, but, you know, it was just something we felt we could do. So um, I wasn't really involved with the scones. It was more Julian furniture. She was up every Wednesday morning to crack a dawn, dawn her and the chef. So what they done was um, every week they would put up an area, maybe Dublin, Monaghan, Belfast, wherever, um, that they would deliver scones to the frontline workers. So it was just like really the frontline workers were and still are amazing throughout COVID-19 it was just something we felt we could do to say thanks and give it back and you know it was such a lovely thing because people really appreciated their wee break time came and they had their wee scones and we put a nice wee letter in to say it was just a way of us to say thanks yeah it was lovely we went around yeah it was nice we went to I suppose we didn't just go to frontline workers as well we went to um, homeless age lots of different places so 
to be honest, it just kept everyone busy um, throughout COVID because it was a full-time job too, yeah. trying to, you know, keep and control keep... of where everyone's going and drivers and stuff. Like, we, like some days we would have had four or five drivers on going with scum. So, look, yeah. it, was, it was nice um, and hopefully people appreciated them. And it's look, it's another innovative spirit that 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 Dharma has, and you know, I should mention as well that it's it's a family run business as well. We didn't mention that earlier, and that's kind of that's really important because you get that personal touch as well when you do come yeah. to Dharma. And then, um, so you, you did you did all your scones, you pushed them out, but then you were you were very active on your webinars as well, which is a big thing. We spoke about this, with, but it's educational. And if I just you know, we'll go on to this kind of the COVID nineteen, the impact of COVID nineteen. Look, we see ourselves coming through it now. Now, obviously, look, you know, in the wedding industry, carpet sweat from underneath us. We all agree that, you know, venues, you know, photographers, bands and so on and so forth, you know. But what I did see, and I'm sure you've seen it too, that there wasn't really a turn on, oh, look, you know, we're out of work. There was a real team effort towards helping the couples get through it. Um, and I, I'm very accurate in saying that. I mean, we all kind of came together and worried about the couples. Yourself and everyone on, on your group. I mean, we're all in this together. It's not venues that have just been hit. I mean, and everything. It was a, a real tough couple of months. Like, it, it just seemed like a nightmare at the start. We had to pinch ourselves going, is this actually happening? Because the hospitality section was sort of last to, you know, get going naturally enough. So yeah. I have to compliment our bride and groom. So, I mean, they have been unbelievably good. Like, you know, it's been tough for them. Our diary next year was so full before this hit that, you know, availability just wasn't wasn't amazing for next year for a couple and they've all been so flexible. Um I think midweek weddings are gonna take off big time cattle as well. Yeah. I mean, I think that the the idea of you have to have your wedding on a Friday and Saturday is gone. People will go to a wedding no matter what day of the week and I'd like to stress that to couples. Don't just think you have to have your wedding on Friday or Saturday. You know, the impact of COVID nineteen will show People will go to weddings. Yeah. Maybe a Monday, Tuesday, whatever it is. They're more than happy to go. And if I were to kind of um, follow up with what, you're, what you're saying there, we wrote an article on midweek weddings. We, we've we've had a few okay. podcasts about midweek weddings, and I'm in a band oh, okay. myself. And ninety, like I'm, I'm being honest, right? Not ninety percent, but nine, like we do a huge amount of midweek weddings. Regardless, I got married on a midweek, and what you said mm. there is right. It, like it's a date. It's a wedding date. It doesn't matter if it's a Monday or Tuesday. And what happens is. And I'm sure when you go to your couple to say, look, we have a Tuesday, oh, Tuesday, the people actually don't realise that people get married midweek. So it's the educational thing as well. Look, you know, and midweek and, you know, there's a, you might get a couple of little offers here and there and people will still come, your family and friends, especially next year because we're all bursting to get out and go mad again and get dancing, you know. So, but, um, and then... You know, when you shouldn't, they shouldn't have to feel like to wait for a couple of years or a weekend day. Yeah, exactly. I don't like COVID, but yeah, go on a Tuesday, go on a wedding to have the wedding you should have you know so I find my couples are just great with being flexible cattle and yeah. it's proven for a very busy next year but yeah. um, oh, we'll have to get fit we'll have to get fit we'll for have to get fit. <laughs> yeah absolutely I'll have to start going to bed a bit earlier now for yeah. next year but um uh, look, where, where we're at today is the 29th of June, all the pubs and all the hotels and all the stuff. It's, it's great. And I keep on using the word now, uh, confidence, restoring confidence. You know, look, Ryanair back flying on Wednesday, whether you can leave the country or not. They're just restoring confidence in people that you can get onto an airplane. And look, you and I don't know in two weeks, three weeks time. But what we are probably confident is that we're seeing weddings now in August, July, 
we're back in August. The couple are delighted to go ahead. Yeah, there's a hundred kind of guests there. Not touching off it too much, but I think what's happening now is there's confidence coming back, isn't there? Uh, yeah. we, we don't know how oh, it's going to play exactly. out. We don't know how it's going to play yeah. out, but, but it's confidence coming back, you know. Definitely, can. Like, I mean, I think in the last couple of weeks, there's been such a dramatic change of events. I, I personally think, like, up until three, four weeks ago, we certainly just didn't know where we were. And the roadmap was accelerated, and it really does feel like some normality is, is coming back. God forbid if it does blow up again. We know how to handle it. We, we, we've got through that bad phase. We can do it again if we have to. We'll be as proactive with couples as we can as well ringing ahead and, you know, offering people plan B dates, but let's hope it doesn't come to that. Yeah, yeah. I think Ireland played blinder with COVID-19, I have to say. Certainly, I think yeah. we've, we've really shown other countries how it's done. Yeah, we know how to work it. I mean, people going to weddings now would probably have no problem washing their hands or even getting a fever check yeah. or what. and look we can separate them out Perfect. on the tables and look it's just a, like the whole thing we can dance as well we just keep our distance and we dance and we'll have a few pints yeah. and we move on we yeah. know we know how I think we all know now how to work around well it. it's going to be the new normal Cattle for a while so, yeah. and I do yeah. think people are going to get accustomed to this that they're not going to find it awkward this is just what you have to do and I think a lot of it will just be you know people's own initiative you know keep your distance wash your hands just keep this thing suppressed so yeah, it's all manageable, it's all doable. We've done all the bits and pieces. We've been busy up in the castle in the background getting everything ready to keep guests safe. Yeah. And I think we play along. We, we, we beat this COVID. That's my motto. Don't let it beat us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And look, look, listen, nowhere else in the world do weddings better than the Irish. And all of this will mm-hmm. pass. We don't know when. It will pass and we'll be bouncing back. Look, lots of weddings are going to happen between now and the end of the year. And you look, it, we, we work our way through it. But Anne, look, it's been a pleasure having you on the podcast. Thanks well, very much. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you all day if I could. Yeah, I know. Three lo- kids knocking the door down here. So we, <laughs> love, we, love ta- we love talking weddings. And listen, just give us your website there, darvercastle.com, darvercastle.ie, darvercastle.ie, and you can follow I on it. We're looking forward to, to, to finish as well. We're looking forward to having you guys back yeah. as well. Always, always right. very welcome. Okay. Yeah, and for any bright brains out there, from a venue point of view, totally recommend yourself. Right. Absolutely. Lovely stuff. Listen, great chatting to you, Thanks and we'll talk to you later on. You Thanks too. a million. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.